You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Can't get enough of Boomer and Carton in the morning. Al Dukes and Jerry Recco are here with some sports news and updates they didn't have time to cover. Here we go. It's the Boomer and Carton Postgame Show with Al Jerry. All right, here we go. Monday, Monday, Monday. What's up, Al? How are you? Oh, hi, Jerry. Uh, just clear one thing up quickly All from right. the show. Uh, I was mocked in the 9 o'clock hour for using the word scarily. Scarily, yes. Uh, they said that was not a word. Craig, I told Craig to look it up. Craig said I don't have to because I have a college education. And uh, he's wrong. Scarily, 100% is a word. I uh, got the definition. I took a screen grab, and I tweeted it to them. So... Suck it, Craig. Suck it. Got it. <laughs> Jerry, I want to start off by giving a uh, shout-out to Marty and Metuchen. What's up, Marty and Metuchen? Who uh, ran into Eddie Scazzeri uh, in the Wegmans in Edison. And he. Uh, this is uh, Eddie telling me this, uh, that Marty said he's a big fan of the post-game podcast. Nice. Doesn't really care for the Boomer and Carton show itself. Okay. And doesn't care for Al's boring podcast that I do with my friend Paul. Oh. But this one he's locked in on. We're good. So shout out to Marty in Metuchen. Well, that's kind of cool. Thanks, Marty. That's nice of Marty in Metuchen. I have some stories here, Jerry, that are somewhat disturbing. Oh, I don't want to talk and disturbing I'll get stuff. to them right away. I mean, when you mean disturbing, Just what, weird. what does that mean? Bizarre. Bizarre. I don't, have, I don't do stories of murder and beheadings and that sort of thing. This okay. is just the bizarre stories. Bizarre stories Jerry. are good. Yeah. Uh, Waynesboro, Virginia. Nothing I was said, good ever happens in Waynesboro. I was sent this by many alert Twitter followers sent this to me, uh, which is nice. People send me stuff and say, hey, this should be on the podcast. Right. Uh, Someone is shaving cats in Virginia, and police are looking for that person. The Roanoke Times reports at least seven cats in the Waynesboro neighborhood have been shaved with some type of razor. Mm -hmm. So you're telling me... Mm -hmm. That people are getting their hands on other people's cats, yes, and you're shaving them. Correct. So these got to be outdoor cats. Well, uh, the, not breaking in and stealing cats. No, the cats are being shaved on their lower abdomen and groin areas. Why? We don't know. Or have you not gotten to paragraph five yet? No, I did read this one all the way through. Uh, police originally thought that someone was grabbing these cats and getting them spayed and neutered. Thus, they were shaved in that right, area right. because they were being operated on. But that's not the case. Someone is just grabbing cats, and these are cats with collars and um, IDs on them. So they're not uh, rabid street cats. And someone is shaving these cats, and the owners are very upset when they get their cats back because they say their cats are now nervous in front of people. So someone's got a pussy hair, um, pussy cat hair fetish? Some sort of weird thing going on. They're huh. shaving cats. I would think a cat would uh, fight that. 
right? I don't. Uh, yes, I would think so. But if you know how Claw to grab a cat right. the right way, you can really make them and render them defenseless. Really? You can. Not easy. You get a nasty cat, oh, yeah. good luck, especially with claws. Look out. I would rather a dog come at me than a cat who's pissed. Really? Yeah. Cat would just scratch your face off. Yeah, I feel like a cat is more wiry and squirrely and can get around. Like I feel like uh, outside of pit bull, because I'm not beating up a pit bull. Right. But a regular dog coming at me to bite me and fight me, I feel like I could wrestle a dog down. Sure. A cat, I feel like I would never be able to get a full grasp of it. So what if, like, um, Siberian Husky Dog, what yeah. is that you feel good about that? I feel good about that fight. Really? Yeah. A German Shepherd. Uh, less good about that Doberman one. Doberman Pinscher. Less good about that one okay, as so well. Okay, so it's not really anything but <laughs> no, what but you I, said. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> a pit bull. There I feel are. like I could beat up a, um, or I could I could wrestle a uh, greyhound. They're so thin. Okay, that's not exactly picking the the toughest of dogs because of their size. Or a small, like... What, a terrier? Yeah. A little Yorkshire terrier? You'd punt it. Excuse me, Jerry. That's how you sneeze. Nine years, I've never heard you sneeze. That, that's all. I try, to keep, uh, I try to keep it private. <laughs> you do a lot of things privately. <laughs> do you think you could beat up a dog if you had no, to? I'm not, I'm not trying saying... to beat up a dog. Right, I'm not no. saying you were going to fight a dog. I mean, a dog's coming at you. A small dog I could kick and punt. I do believe that. Yeah. But once you once you get to these bigger size dogs, I'm out. I've been thinking about getting a dog. Now, now I, currently where I live, I'm not allowed to have one. But this idea that I like the idea of a greyhound as a pet. You're going to save a greyhound? I guess. That would be very nice of you. I mean, I guess. What do you mean, I guess? Well, you're saving any animal you have. You're saving it from uh, yes, life. No, that's true. I don't, I, I don't know how it works. This people is that, a rescue. But people that breed dogs... That's different. All right, you're right. But you're right. If you go to a shelter, you are saving them from destruction. Right. Or murder. Uh, these greyhounds, though. See, I would think... Now, all the dogs I had in my life growing up, they all would try to escape our home. <laughs> as if we were treating these dogs so poorly. Let we, me out. Let me out. We were very nice to our dogs. But anytime they had an opportunity to run out the front door and run as Freedom. fast... and as, They f- took off. Did you ever lose a dog, like, and not get it back? Not ever get it back? No. But we have lost dogs for a couple days. They for eventually... a couple, really? That long, huh? <laughs> Yeah. They eventually came back home. We did have one dog. We we moved a couple towns over, and we did have one dog who wound up back at our old house. No kidding. Yeah, he went back to the other. Wow. He found his way back to the old house, and the That's neighbors quite called. impressive. And they said, your dog is in the in the yard. That's really interesting. Yeah. yeah. I always had dogs growing up, too. And, I mean, one got away for a couple of hours, but nothing more than that. Nothing more than that. See, my fear, though, with the Greyhound is they're fast, and I'll never catch him if he gets escapes me. Um, if any dog starts really running, you're not going to catch well, him. Well. Unless you're Craig doing a 40-yard dash in sub-five seconds. Right. I don't think you're catching the animal. Then the other thing that I heard, though, uh, that the... I guess people think that greyhounds are constantly running because they erase dogs. But the reality is they like to sleep 18 hours a day. Like every animal. Yeah, so I, w- I was like, oh, that's my kind of animal. Uh, yeah. Greyhound. Get a cat. All right, they so sleep be, 18 hours a day. So be on the lookout for a alleged cat shaver in Waynesboro, Virginia. Let me give you a more local story, Jerry, because you demand local, you said. I love local. Uh, Pompton Plains, New Jersey. A 59-year-old flower shop owner has been arrested for allegedly stealing plants and flowers f- 
from a grave cemetery. From oh, graves in no, a cemetery. You can't do that. For months. Oh, that's terrible. They've been getting reports uh, from the first Reformed Church Cemetery in Pompton Plains of missing plants and flowers from graves. Wow. And they believe this flower shop owner pulls the van up there, grabs the things on the, the flowers on the graves, then I guess is selling them. I wonder how he got caught. It Do was they a, keep, like, cameras a, on the grave? It was a woman, Jerry. A woman caught? That's oh, right. Oh, a person caught the woman. A woman has been caught. Wow. Yep. She was a former police dispatcher and flower shop owner in nearby Riverdale. She was arrested on a charge of theft of movable property and released pending an appearance in municipal court. Are your grandparents in cemeteries or are they... They're in cemeteries, yes. you ever go see them? Uh, in the last year? No. Last five years? Uh, I saw my... My one grandfather is buried over near Kane University. Okay. So um, when I was going to Kane... In the 1990s? <laughs> I said last five years, not the last five decades. But I believe I went uh, about a year and a half ago when I went and talked to a college, uh, to a student that came. Okay. But previous to that, I would go in the 90s. Yes, that's right. I never know what to do with the cemeteries. What do you do? You talk to them. But I, could talk I, mean, to I, them. Wasn't, I don't go much either. Right. So it, I always begs the question for me, it's like when we're gone, no one's coming to see no. us. That's why I said I want to be cremated and carried <laughs> and around. You want to be brought around in a can. To the right. f- family uh, family <laughs> events and earn. Get, someone get a really strong chain. Oh, nice, Julie. That's Al. <laughs> oh, that's Al, yes. <laughs> or just a whole bunch of little urns that people could wear around their necks. There you go. You could, that's right. You could make little jewelry pieces. I might do that. Oh, God. Yeah, you're right. Like, when someone passes away and they're buried, uh, people tend to go that first year. And that's it. And then maybe a little the second year. Maybe. By the third year, you're like, I have no idea where that cemetery is. Uh, it's it's sad. Yes. You think about them. Right. You know, oh, for sure. stuff comes up, you're clearly thinking about them. But yes. Cemeteries aren't exactly packed like a mall. Right. So, eh. There's also nowhere really to park. You kind of have to park on the grass near well, the cemeteries. The cemetery where my grandparents, one set of grandparents are, there's plenty of room to park. Oh, plenty of parking. Plenty of parking, yes. You just drive right up the road, you get out, you walk down to the plot. Right. Not that big a deal. I still know where the plot is, too. Do they have the uh, gravestones that are my the gran- classic gravestone or the one that's just Well, on the grandparents the I'm talking about, they're in the ground. No, but I'm saying the... Um, or is there gravestone, like the classic gravestone that you would see in the movies, or is it the gravestone that's just flat on the ground? Right, like I said, theirs is in the ground. Oh, they're, I, I thought you were saying they were in the ground. <laughs> no. Got it. <laughs> well, I hope they're still in the ground, yeah. Yes. But the uh, the headstones are in the ground. I see. Yes. All right. All of your parent, grandparents have passed here? Yes. Mine as well. Yes. Very sad. Very sad. I guess I'll do this story next. Hooker <laughs> in Bradenton, Florida, has been busted. Police sting, you know, where the yes. cop gets in the car yeah. and 
they uh, worked out a deal for oral pleasures. Oral pleasures. That's right. They've worked out a deal. 22-year-old uh, Bradenton woman. Serious question. Florida. Does a woman hire a guy for, for that? oral pleasures? I, I don't think so. You don't think so? No. We don't know that, though. We don't know that, but I'm, I, I don't think that. Like I, a guy hires a hooker right for that clearly right you're telling me a woman wouldn't hire a guy a woman wouldn't hire a guy hooker for that i i don't know that i i've never read a story similar to this one well you don't you don't usually we'll get to the story right. you don't usually hear of don't women usually. usually getting caught though right for that. so you're saying maybe they're just better at not getting caught at it or do they hire female hookers interesting for that hmm. i'm sorry continue with your oral pleasure if anyone has an answer to that please tweet jerry and i i'd love to know 22 year old bradenton uh Hooker, 22, I said, I mentioned that, 22. You did. Uh, got in a, 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 a car with an undercover cop. They worked at a deal for oral pleasures. Uh, she requested a $25 and chicken McNuggets. <laughs> she must have been a looker. <laughs> yep. Blocks yep. away. There was a McDonald's blocks away, and detectives... Uh, Ended up, uh, they were dro- they drove as if they were going to drive to get her the McNuggets, right. and uh, that's when the police jumped right in. So she's been arrested. Panera. Panera bread? I think so. I think I'll go for Panera. I don't know that I'd be going for the chicken nuggets. Okay. Panera. But yeah, you ever, $25. Did you ever think, like, when you know how we see these stories, I forget who it was. Who was the guy that worked at CBS and the basketball that got caught in Washington, D.C.? Was it Greg Anthony? I forget who it I'm was. not sure. But... Do you ever think, like, what that feeling must be like? When you're busted? Yeah. Like, you know you shouldn't be doing it, but you figure, I mean, it's harmless fun. I mean, aside from the crap you're pulling with whatever's going on at home, forget that for a second. You don't really feel like you're breaking the law. You're doing it. And then all of a sudden, that that badge comes out. The thought that must wash over your mind, like, what the hell did I just do? Right. For what? Right. Just an awful feeling, I've got to think. That's why when you could get to a point in life... Where you're old enough that you're not, uh, your actions are not driven by your penis. That's a very powerful time in life when you can. Or sad. No, I think it's. I think it's good. I'm. I'm kidding. I know. When that's not making the full. That's not the full determining factor that you actually use your brain as well. All right, m- moving on, Al. All right, here's how about this one. Let me see. I know you would never do this. Okay. Nor would I. Hmm. But I can't imagine anyone is up for this. There's a man named uh, Kenneth Play, who, according to the New York Post, has a service. He is a bedroom coach. What does that mean? That means that um, he will come to your house when you are making love to your wife, and he will then give you pointers on how to improve your lovemaking. Any interest in that, Jerry? No. None. Zero zilch. What if your wife said, I think we need a coach to come in here? Would you be up for, I've got a man, Kenneth Play, who's interested in coming in to watch us make love, and then he'll just leave notes. I'll pass. You? I'd I'd pass as well. Yeah. How does this guy make? How much do you think? What does it cost? Okay. He charges. Let me take a A one-time charge to come to your home. One time, so he only He's going to come to your home. He watches you have sex and instructs you on how to improve your technique with your partner. And that's it. One time. Yes. $250. $870. You got to be so pathetic 
to pay, first of all, a dollar. Right. 875 bucks. Yep. How much is this guy making a year? And here's some quotes from him. Most people get their information on sex from watching porn. But it is like watching The Fast and the Furious to teach yourself how to drive. What I offer is not that much different from watching Martha Stewart show you how to cook. I start out with a demonstration and the process what, is... with your wife? <laughs> the process is all about consent. The self-professed sex geek said that his $1,000 private sessions uh, take place in the comfort of people's homes and last up to three to four hours. What a pervert. Each session starts with an informal chat where he finds out more about the couple's sex life and what they wish to experiment in and develop. After the discussion, they head to the bedroom to start the practical side of that. Hmm. Yep. I much of what that guy thought, like, hmm, I wonder if anyone would pay me to come into their bedroom. Well, why would you? What are his credentials? See, Wilt Chamberlain? Good question, Jerry. What are your credentials, Mr. Kenneth Play? Does it say? It doesn't. So why would you, I guess I come back to why would you, why would you ever hire him based on what? Well, he must be good at something or just a good instructor. Maybe he's just a good teacher. They often say, Jerry, those that can do teach. So he's got a website. Mm-hmm. And now you have a history on your computer that you've visited Kenneth Play's website. I mean, How's he looking, Kenneth Play? Uh, Handsome? Well, he's clearly uh, cut and toned. He is? Yes. He's got a before Well, who wants and after that in picture. your bedroom? Your, well, your wife or girlfriend point. be checking him out going, what That's about this guy? Point. He's an expert. And then nowhere here does it say that like what his credentials are. Right. So, And it's called... I'm not even going to say it because Eddie will clip it. But I will say his first few lines are, and I'm not going to say me or my because, again, Eddie will take that. His name is Kenneth Play, and he has an average-sized penis. Got it. And he wants you to know that before he enters your bedroom. Apparently so. (laughs) He doesn't get naked in there. He's supposed to be instructing you, right? I don't know what this is. I honestly don't know what this is. All I know is his cover page, he's holding a vibrator and something that looks like a banana, but it's like a steel rod. I don't know what you do with these things. <laughs> I got to be honest. <laughs> I, I, I don't know what they are. I don't understand it. He's got a sex hacking play lab, mm-hmm. and he's got events that you can go watch. I got to tell you, if this guy's making a really big um, living out of this, he's the smartest man on the planet. Right. He makes a living holding dildos and rods. <laughs> wait, I'm just telling you what I'm looking at. I can't wait to see how many notes Izzo leaves for Eddie about this podcast. <laughs> on clips to pull. I tried to do it where it wasn't. Oh, you mean just saying that. Right. Okay. That's great. Okay. Uh, how old a man is he? Would you be able to ballpark Well, that's that? the thing. I mean, he looks like he's 30. Right. Give me a break. By the way, he's probably doing every housewife that yes. he meets. Right, because the wives, he probably says, listen, I've tried to tell your husband how to do it. If that he can't get pathetic. it done, you come see me. Well, look at this. <laughs> I'm Kenneth Play. Here's the rod. God almighty. Yep. Okay. And finally, Jerry, I know you have an Instagram account, but you don't you're not very active on it. I haven't logged in in months. You've not logged in in months. No. There's a new um trend on Instagram which is uh people posing uh butt pictures. So their naked butt 
somewhere in nature or in public. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You're following that? Yeah. Naked ass in public. Naked ass in public, exactly. And there's a Twitter account called at uh, Cheeky Exploits. They have 130,000 plus followers. At and Cheeky Exploits on Twitter? Yes. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Instagram. Instagram. Oh, my bad. Instagram. At Cheeky Exploits on it. You can do that on Instagram. You could search on the on the internet, Jerry. You can? Yep. I didn't know that. And, and it, it'll come up. You don't have to like be logged in or I something? I don't think so, yeah. I don't believe so. I guess we're going to find out in a second. Cheeky. Cheeky Exploits. This is, this is called Research on the Fly. Yeah, you are. Right now, the guys in the... Uh, Computer department are like, um, someone checked Jerry Recco's computer. He's looking up a, a sex therapist so and cheeky exploits. So do some of these pictures look like they're clearly posing? Mm-hmm. Others, it just could be someone just snapping pictures of someone's ass. Well, maybe that. Maybe they're just trying to make it look like it's just a natural photo. They're called butt selfies. Butt selfies. Why don't we just call them assies? Would you? Well, I like that. Right. Would you? Do you think you'll sign back up? Or log into your Twitter in order to uh, take a butt oh, photo Instagram, of yourself. You Instagram, sorry, I keep saying Twitter. Uh, Mike Voice, I'll pass. You'll pass on that. Yeah, one. I don't think I'll All be right. doing that. I'm pretty sure I won't be doing that. Well, up next is the warm-up show from this morning where we talk sports. And Jerry's not Googling, you know, I'm sex, sorry, no, I was, sex This is coaches. your fault, by the way. You, you know, give me Kenneth, what's his name? Kenneth Play? Kenneth Play. And cheeky asses or something? Cheeky exploits. Right. So what do you want me to do? In the warm-up show, Jerry's not Googling dirty Did stuff. Did I pull a boomer today? I'm sorry. How so? By playing on the computer. Oh, you were playing it. Right. Show. On the warm-up show, I saw. Jerry's serious. Serious sports talk. Very if much that's so. What, if that's what turns you on in your bedroom, you want to stay tuned next. Ten seconds. What do you think the injury is to Syndergaard? How much time does he miss uh, if we find out today? Extended DL over 30 days. I say he misses a season. Really? Yeah. Season ending? I think it's season ending. I say 60-day D- DL. Probably means season ending. How many days left in the season? <laughs> no, no. Usually if you go on the 60-day guy, 60 day DL, most times guys don't come back. Oh, ever. So, But you say you say it could be deep into Extensive. the summer before we see him back. All right, we'll Ex- see. Well, have a great day, Al. Extensive, Jerry. Yeah. Uh, I'll be watching the Mets tonight against Julio, Te- Julio Tehran for about the ninth time this season somehow already. Yeah, something like that. On yeah. May 1st. All right, Jerry. So, it's the Boomer and Carton warm-up show with Al and Jerry. It's just like Boomer and Carton without Boomer or Carton. Good luck with that. All right, good morning. It's a Monday. This portion is brought to you by Taco Bell. What's up, Al? Oh, hi, Jerry. So that was some um, Sunday. <laughs> oh, the Met game. <laughs> well, you can go either way. You can go Met game or Yankee game, but we can start with the Mets because uh, that was an atrocity yesterday on every level. Yeah, I shut that off when it was 5-1, like in the second inning when Syndergaard was getting bombarded yeah. and then left. Uh, and then when I got my uh, MLB alert on my phone after the game, I get a nice... Uh, Push notification, Jerry. Yes. It said Mets lost 23-5. I was like, I think this is well, incorrect. It's funny you say that because I was busy coaching games yesterday. Had a triple header, which was a lot of fun. But the kids for my 12-year-old team, they all had their phones with them. And at one point, one of the kids goes, someone by the name of Anthony Rendon? Who's this guy? He's got three home runs and 10 RBIs. I'm like, what? That can't be right. That means for the month, maybe. Holy cow. Yeah, but in fairness, Jerry, he had one of those home runs uh, he hit off the Mets catcher. Well, whatever. Backup I mean, you still got to do it, right? Kevin Plowecki was pitching. Uh, now, he hadn't pitched since he was 14. Right. 
Means he could do it though. And he did get the ball over the plate. It did look like when I was watching it, it looked like a, a guy who pitches batting practice. Yeah. Where he just like kind of grooves them in there. Just throwing it seventy miles an hour right down the middle of the right plate. Right down and the middle. There so it I'm, goes. I'm not counting one of those home runs from Anthony. Well, I think you have to. How about Rendon. the fact that Anthony Rendon going into yesterday, I believe had five RBIs for the month. And MLB Network was like, man, going into this game, this guy's on pace for a 30-RBI season. What a disaster. Now the month's over, he's on pace for 90 RBIs. <laughs> Put him in the All-Star game. Now, the Mets <laughs> it should be a positive. You just go, oh, we took two yeah. of three from the Nationals. Yeah, should be. two against the best pitchers. Should be. Should be. Not quite. But you had your boy Noah Syndergaard, who wouldn't got to get an MRI. Yeah. And Sandy Alderson said, quote, I can't tie him down and throw him in the tube. Yeah, I'm going to go. That was Saturday. He said that before he made <laughs> the start. I would like to see that. So I, I want to go try and find that. I just found the press conference from Saturday. I went through his stuff Sunday. Uh, clearly, the Mets are not doing well mentally with all this. Here was uh, Terry Collins, a reporter, basically asking him how upset he is. You seem pretty upset yourself. But even in the you think? What do you think? <laughs> I mean, how'd that go? He wasn't having any of oh. it. Oh, <laughs> his press conference was a minute and a half. I would like to see a couple of the lo- bigger Met players wrap up Syndergaard and s- shoot right him into the, the machine, <laughs> into a tube, kicking his legs. Yeah, to and then to quickly in. hit the button, get it <laughs> started. Go. The problem with the MRI is, aren't you in that thing for like an hour? Uh, I don't know how that works, and why do people get either. claustrophobic with that? Just shut your eyes. Well, I, I had an open MRI. I've never gone in the, the MRI in the tube. tube. I had an open MRI, and they're like, "All right, don't move." I'm like, "How long is this? Forty-five minutes." Don't move. Just go to sleep. I did. Take a nap. That's exactly what happened. So do you think it's from him eating these meat bowls, bowls of meat? You know what, Al, I don't know anymore. I really don't. I mean, the one thing with Cespedes and the hamstring and you had, you know, Terry Collins, he's wound tight, meaning the muscle, I guess. I, I, I don't know. I mean, as Terry Collins said, he goes out there, he's throwing 100 miles an hour in the first inning yesterday. It just, it wasn't there. And now it's the, I don't know. I like my pitchers and my quarterbacks. Thin and lanky. You want them to look like Bartolo Colon? No. I want him to look like Dwight Gooden when he was pitching for the Mets, when he weighed like 120 pounds. Right. He was just smoking the ball. Well, unfortunately, everybody lifts weights these days, or at least most of them do. I I don't don't know. know. I don't know what the answer is because he's in tip-top shape, and now he can't stay on the field. Not good. And by the way, how about the fact Friday? We'll get to the Yankees here in a second. How about the fact Friday night? And I don't know if you were watching this or not. but Oh, I was watching, Jay. I'm watching the Mets. They're playing a great game. And I loved, and I know Evan Roberts on Twitter thought that Terry Collins managed desperate. I thought Terry Collins did the right thing Friday night, getting familiar out, because he was awful again and was about to blow that game. And I'm watching the Mets nearly implode while flipping back to the Yankees who pull off just an unbelievable comeback. And I said to my son as I'm watching it, watch this. The Yankees, and it was right before, I guess it was I guess it was Castro that hit the home run to tie the game. I said, watch Castro hit a home run and they win this game, and then watch the Mets blow it. All happening at the same time. Now, the Mets did pull it out, and they, uh, was it J- who was it, Smoke, whoever it was, that got the, uh, the comebacker for Bryce Harper for the double play, right. So they won the game, but my God, you talk about two teams with such different... I guess, feelings going into the season from the fan base. And what the Yankees are doing is amazing. They didn't win yesterday, but again, they come back and tie the game late. And the Mets had uh, their catcher pitching. Then the Yankees had their pitcher playing first base. Brian Mitchell, yes. Brian Mitchell. So he pitches one inning. Then they say, listen, and this is the best part. Do you think you go out and play first base? Um, Sure. They asked Joe Girardi after the game, did you ask him if he could play first base? He goes, 
no. He goes, I just figured Chapman's on the mound. He's going to strike everybody out. Now, does, that doesn't go to uh, Craig's theory that anyone can play first base. Well, I think it proved that they can't because he missed the pop Well, He got an error. Oh. So I think that proves the point that you can't just throw anybody to first base. Not anyone can And then he came in and pitched again in the 11th I inning see. and lost. So it was pretty interesting. And then though. Aaron Judge hit a home run. That was the the hardest hit home run on record, What Jerry. was the exit velo on uh, that, that one? That I don't know, but it was the highest ever, although they've only been keeping track of that for By the a that, couple years now. That's a term I've had enough of. Which one? Exit velo. Exit velo, velocity. It's exit velocity, yeah, oh. which is pretty goofy. What are hmm. you going to do? Hmm. So anyway, we got two, two We got two teams going in, in – I guess different directions. The Yankees, though, give them credit. They are they really are fun to watch. And the Matt Holiday home run the other night, too, was pretty awesome. And did you watch any of the NFL draft? Not one second. What about when the Jets made their pick with uh All right, so you're talking Tony about, Richardson. This is Tony Why Richardson. Why did they use him? I, I don't know. It's not I like mean, he was a longtime well, Jet. Well, the Texans had the woman in space. Well, that's something. Right? The Colts used a gorilla. I don't know if you saw that. I didn't see that one. The Colts used a gorilla. To touch a, a screen that had their pick. Oh, that's good. Yeah, that was interesting. The Seahawks used a scuba diver and came up from the water to hand them the pick. The whole thing, bizarre. But the Jets, that, that seems like a rando former Jet Yeah, to put uh, yeah. out there. Uh, it's not like it was Wesley Walker, right? It was right. Uh, Tony Richardson. Tony Richardson. So we, here's how it went for him. This was courtesy of NFL Network. With the 79th pick in the 2017 NFL Draft, the New York J-E-T-E Jets select Ardarius Stewart, receiver, Alabama. Jeets, he was trying to spell, I think. <laughs> what is he doing? J-E-T-E. What is he doing? And so you've got this kid, so whatever his name is, I forget what we Select Ardarius Stewart. All right, so Ardarius Stewart. Stewart's known for that because this guy can't pronounce, can't spell Jets. And then did you see Drew Pearson? Former Cowboy. Now, this is a minute. Do I have to tell you? You want to play yeah, this? Yeah, let's go. So, Drew Pearson goes up, and the Philadelphia fans are just, and to just hear it doesn't do it justice. If you get a minute to watch it online, watch it, because the Philadelphia fans are in his face, you know, right in the first few rows, just screaming at him, giving him the finger. They're yelling at him, gyrations like crazy. And Drew Pearson, you can tell, is kind of getting into it. Pretty good that he got that pronunciation right if he did. I'm not sure if he did or not. But uh, I kind of felt like it was the WWF there. Now, was he in space as well when he made that pick? <laughs> no, no. He was in Philadelphia. He was in Philadelphia. As I said, they were kind of giving him oh, the they business. they booing him. Yes. Former so I, cowboy. I thought it was actually pretty cool. It seemed like a wrestling skit, but all was How good. is he looking? He Drew looks Pearson. great. He looks great. 
I don't, when we come back, I have a quick story about Drew Pearson for you. Also, we've got uh, more things to do. And then Boomer and Carton coming up in a moment. This portion brought to you by Taco Bell. Taco Bell breakfast crunch wraps loaded with eggs, bacon, melty cheddar cheese, and a full hash brown. So if you had a morning before your morning, let Taco Bell make you breakfast. Al and Jerry to Boomer and Carton next on The Fan. It's the Boomer and Carton warm-up show with Al and Jerry. It's the shortest show on WFAN. All right, welcome back. Coming up to the top, this portion brought to you by Panera Bread. Just quickly, Nationals Blue out the Mets 23-5 Orioles over the Yankees 7-4 and 11. You know, I mentioned the Drew Pearson thing. Just as a producer, you might appreciate this. When I was producing for Joe Beningo back in 1998, I believe it was, one of the first guests I tried to book was Drew Pearson. Remember at the time we had those NFL books and they had some contact numbers in it? And so the Giants were playing the Cowboys, and he's like, get a Cowboy, get a, some sort of a Cowboy guest. So I'm looking in their book. I say, oh, Drew Pearson, his office number. What the heck? I'm going to – I'll call him and see. And I'm nervous. I'm whatever. I was 23 years old. I'm calling Drew Pearson. I'm a Cowboy fan. So to me, that was like a big deal. So, of course, I get a secretary. Fine. I leave a message. I don't think anything of it. Drew Pearson calls back in 15 minutes. Sp- I must have spoken to him for at least 15 or 20 minutes because after I told him why we wanted him on – I made mention that I was a Cowboy fan, and then he was ready to talk. One of the cooler things I ever did. Did you fumble and stumble through it? I didn't fumble and stumble, and he came on. And he came on with Joe live at like two a.m. Wow! What was he? He was uh, working for the Cowboys at the time. I thought he was doing real estate, but he was representing the Cowboys in some way back then, like he kind of is now. I don't remember, but he was in the book. I called it. You'd be a sucker for him as a real estate agent if you were looking. You'd be like, oh, I just bought a house from Drew Pearson. You are not kidding, which was kind of cool, by the way. Yeah. This portion brought to you by Panera Bread. Get my Panera Bread gift card for every $50 in Panera gift cards purchased. You get a $10 bonus card. Visit PaneraBread.com for your local Panera Bakery Cafe to shop or for terms and restrictions. And quickly with the Giants. Well, the Giants drafted a quarterback, Davis Webb, which means that uh, Ryan Nassib had the greatest NFL career ever. He got paid all these years for nothing. I yeah. would love that. The life of a backup quarterback yes. that has that's playing behind a guy that never misses a game. Yes, like what did he make a year? Four hundred grand, five hundred grand. That sure, guy, sure, maybe more. I have no idea. Right to do nothing is awesome. Well, no, I mean he has to stand there. Oh, he runs the practice squad. Something like that. Oh, and by the way, the Bengals selected Joe Mixon because, of course, it would be the Bengals that would take. Well, Joe Bengals are Cowboys uh, or Raiders. Right. You could go that way, too. So, anyway, there you go. A lot coming up, I'm sure. A lot on Noah Syndergaard and the Yankees with Boomer and Carton right now on a fan.